has been with me for a while. You know, I've been asked to speak months before, and when Brenda gave me this opportunity, he said, well, you going to be ready on July? I said, yeah, yes, ma'am, I'll be ready. Now, this word was funny because when I came to Bible study Wednesday night, I wasn't expecting to hear what I heard. And one thing that stuck out with me was Romans 6.16. Romans 6.16 reads, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Two choices. Today's word is transition. This is what I've been going through for the past couple of months, trying to figure out what was this word. And for those who know God or who know a little bit about God, when he puts something in your mind or or he puts it in your heart, it sticks with you until until that proper time to where he wants to deliver it or when you are supposed to speak it. Transition has been with me for a while. Like I said, it's been months. (laughs) And I was trying to figure out what it meant and what he was talking about because every time I looked around, the word transition kept popping up, whether it be something I was doing or whether I was just messing around that word transition would come up. The definition of transition is the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. That's all it means. That means from day one, the day we were born, we were transitioning from one state to the next. It started making sense. And when Brother Tom asked that question on Wednesday, Lord knows I had the answer just like that. Because the question he asked was, why were his friends getting sick? And he was still physically no problems. Transition. You were in a state of transition. God transitioned you from one point to another. Your friends kept doing what they were doing. You were being transformed into a man of God. Once you are being transformed into a man or woman of God, he will consume all your infirmities. Amen? How many of us who are with God, been with God for a while, known friends who fallen beside the way, fell out, got sick, died even, and you're still here. I know plenty of them, and I know you do too. Because you were being transformed or transitioned into God's kingdom, he says, I will not let you fall. Isn't that what the word says? Once you put your trust in God, he got your back now. So, I transitioned something else. 
I said, Lord, I used to be a thug. Word came back to me again. I still am. I'm truly humble unto God. I'm a thug. Amen? So therefore, somebody calling me a thug, amen, thank you. (laughs) Because they don't know what it represents. I do unto me because that's my spiritual counseling. I know what, like the word says, I know who to obey because that's who has my ear. It's been preached here before. He who has your ear has your future. So if God has my ear, where's my future? With God. We cannot continue to allow people to pull us and say, I need you to go here. We're going to transit. They're trying to transition you into whatever they want you to be. How many times have we seen, and I I pray this all the time because I have kids. We sit there and tell our kids, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. But then they have friends or family members who influence them to do other things. Things we know we, they shouldn't be doing. But at the same time, we got to sit there and say, okay, well, Lord, uh, you said trust and believe. So therefore, we got to take our hands off and allow this, this child that we brought into this world to do what they know is right. We can't always be there with them. We can't always be the ones telling them, no, you can't do this or no, you can't have that. You got to let them go. Like, like that word everybody let us say, let it go. It's hard. It's a hard job. And the Bible always tells us, he will never put more on you that you can't bear. At times, <laughs> it feels like you, you're going through it and you're like, that's when the time we say, okay, Lord, I give my hands up. My hands are up. You got to praise them and give them all, all over to them. Because there is nothing else that we can do. We've already lived our lives. So it's, th- it's time for them to live theirs. You know, sometimes we got to let go. Like I said, moms and dads, I, I know it's hard. Because I'm a mom. I'm a dad. And so and I got to pull back sometimes. So we're going to come out of... But today's reading will come out of Jonah. But I'm going to start in Job 1, 2. Because this, this is where transition of leadership begins. Job 1 reads, There was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. With his children he was perfected. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 300 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to drop down to verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came along, came also among them. Why did y'all think he came alone? 
because Job was upright and upstanding. He had already made his tran he was already transitioning. So in order for the devil to get in, he had to he had to see what was going on. Because this man was upright, perfect. Everything he had was perfected by God. Not not through not through God, but by God. Because he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. The same thing we're supposed to be doing. Believing and trusting in God. Not not leaning on our own understanding. Not leaning on somebody else's understanding. But delivering what this, what this word says and what we're supposed to be doing. A transition happens every time you're going from one level to the next. It's a passage. It's a passageway. In order for Satan to get in, he had to go through steps also. Because verse 7 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in and the earth and from walking up and down in it. He's traveling. He's picking on each and every one of God's people. Notice I said God's people. Because he can't derail a sinner. Sinner's already, if you're already out there in the world, you can't derail him. He's going, he's already on it, got his gasoline boots on already. Ready sliding down that rail of hell. But once you transition from that sinner to a saved man, you best believe he's coming after. I know four. I know four hands. I can raise my hand at that, like like Sister Brenda said, hat and T-shirt, because <laughs> I know he comes after me. Because let me tell you a little something. I, I was telling my wife that, that about a, about a week or two ago that I know for a fact that I have nerve problems in my left arm, and I said it's going to degenerate. She said, you shouldn't say nothing like that. I said, why not? If I speak it, it may happen. Lord knows it may happen. But this was not one of those things. This was something saying it may happen because I know from past experiences, people who have this disease, it, it degenerates. You lose function of your arm. Or you may limit mobility, put it that way. So, I'm preparing myself for the worst. It may not happen. It, like I say, I've already got the tingle, so every now and then I have to shake my arm, make sure it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we were talking about it, and I was just saying, you know, I'm preparing myself. So when you say things like that, you're transitioning. I'm putting myself in a, I'm trying to transition myself into a place so if that happens, I'm okay. Not that, oh, oh, woe is me. No. God is just putting me in another place to say, okay, Brother Hill, you need to be getting yourself ready. Like Brenda says, putting all your, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but separate and start saving some of them. So we got to start putting up and putting away because we don't know what's going down on the road. 
I travel stretches of highway just about every day. I don't know what's 300 miles ahead of me. It may be smooth sailing now, but when I get to that 299th mile, everything stops. And you're sitting there for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe even an hour or two. And one thing about driving trucks, you only got 14 hours to do it in. And if you're driving and you're stuck in traffic for hours, you only got 11 hours to drive. So therefore, you know, we have to be prepared for what's down the road. See, this is one thing I like about where God has taken me from, where he's placed me, and how he's making me go forward. Now, I'm com- I want to go back. To, I want to go to Jonah. Jonah 1. This is where my text is coming from. Amen. I can find this here. I'm doing a little cheat today because my eyes <laughs> and my and my Bible ain't ain't working right. So we're gonna do it. Thank God for technology also. Jonah one reads, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. How many of us feel like Jonah sometimes? You can raise your hand. Because I know I felt like Jonah this morning. But then I think about it, I say, Lord, I don't want to be spewed out after so many times and go ahead and do it anyway. I thank God for that because that's obedience. You know, when we're obedient, whether we want to do it or not, Lord says, do it. And I've been in this house long enough to know that if you sit around and don't do it, <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Whether you want to or not, or either you're going to be like some of the ones that have already came through here, they didn't want to do it, so they left. And they're out there getting tore off. I mean, some of them, you know, they, they had... Uh, Two or three cars, nice clothes, and now they walking around with whatever they got and going back and forth and don't know where their next meal coming from. But, but you had it going on. All you had to do was listen to God, deliver his word, do what he wants you to do, and just keep moving. But people want, you know, I was even, tr- they even tried to pull me out. Why? Why, why, why? Well, what do you want me to do? Go on over here to this church. For what? I done heard that craziness. I done heard where I can, I have sat in a church for 12 years and actually know when the preacher getting ready to do or go into his group. I knew some of the words that was about to come out of his mouth before he even said it. You be up under a teaching like that for 12 years and you know what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. 
you're in the wrong place. You are definitely in the wrong place. Because I've done it, and I know what, and, and, and if, like I say, if you can, uh, whatever they going to come out, and you know what's coming out, something wrong with that. Because what we preach here is a right now word. So if it ain't happening right now, it ain't no word. We can't keep preaching on what happened in the past. The past ain't going to do nothing but dictate. They used to say, well, your past predicts your future. That's a lie. If my past was tore up, why am I going to be tore up? Why would I want to put that on myself? Why would I want to put that on my children? I tell my children every day, be greater than me. Be greater than me. They sit there and they might think, well, they because you got it in you. I was greater than my parents. I better be. Because I know what they went through. I know what they went through with me. I know how I grew up. I know where I don't want to be. I know what I want. I know I like laying my head down every night on a soft pillow. Not to be begging people for, for a place to stay or, or, or a meal or something like that. That ain't, that ain't me. So therefore, we have to be better than where we came from. People who believe that, well, I was like that. I can go right now to where I grew up. Well, one of the towns I grew up, they doing the same thing their parents were doing. Daddy drunk, son drunk, granddaddy was a drunk. They repeating, and we heard a song coming on church day called Cycles. You're repeating the cycle. So therefore, Satan doesn't have to penetrate that. He already got that. <laughs> they already in that cycle. Satan wants the one coming up. Ones who are trying to come out of that cycle. Those are the ones he destroys or he tries to destroy. But with God on his on their side, they won't be. They'll never be. Because Brother Job, even through all the things that he went through, he never once questioned God about, Lord, why this happening to me? It's not written in there. He probably thought about it, but it wasn't written in there. Because we do enough of it as, as ourselves. What, Lord, why am I going through this? Why not? That's the question I always do. Why not? Because when I'm going through something, I'm like, Lord, when is this going to end? You know, <laughs> if anything, that's what I'm, when is it going to end? Because I know why I'm going through it. Most of the time, it's because something I've done. <laughs> so I can, I can at least admit that. But the reason why we're going through it is to help us build on it. You've done it once. Why do it again? I did something like a couple of weeks ago. I said, Lord, I, I, I know this going to hurt for a while. <laughs> But, I said, I'm doing this. I know I'm doing this. And my next thing was like, now we got to find a way to replace it. 
That's, that's what we're going to do. Because we're not going to sit there and cry and say, oh, Lord, I messed up. No, I'm going to be there for a minute. I'll be there for a minute. But I'm going to come out of it. And when I come out of it, I'm going to come out shinier than the woods when I went in. Because of the simple fact that if you don't take that much of your faith and activate it, nothing will never happen. I've learned from being in the house of destiny to act on my faith. Not just believe it. Act upon it. You can believe all you want. But if you don't activate that faith, take that first step. When you was a baby, if you never took that first step, you ain't walking. So if you're going to take a, just a teeny tiny ounce, say, Lord, I'm going to step into this. Just like I stepped into that mess I got in, I'm going to keep right on walking through that so, so I can get to the other side. Because I know as soon as I stop, Satan going to be right there. I got you. No, you don't. <laughs> because I may walk a little slower. My pace may not be as quick. But when I get from here to there, it'll be like I just did it yesterday. Amen. Because Lord says, one minute is like a thousand days with him. So if I can take a little bit of time and say, look, Lord, I'm, I'm going to just keep going. Yeah, I know I did it, but I, we got to keep moving. We can't stop as a church, as a people, as whatever. We just can't stop at one thing and say, well, you know, I, I did this and, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Keep moving, fool. That's all you got to do. Keep moving. Because there was once a story I heard on the radio coming to work, one day, coming to church one day where a big rainstorm, <laughs> this is a perfect one for truck drivers, <laughs> a big rainstorm came upon while this girl was driving down the road. Her daddy was sitting on the side, and she was driving, first time driving, in a big rainstorm. So the rain came. She said, Daddy, maybe we should pull over like the rest of them. Daddy said, no, keep going. <laughs> she said, but Daddy, the rain, and the further she, the further she kept going, the rain just kept beating down on the car. And she said, Lord, Daddy, I'm so scared. He said, baby, keep going. So the end of the story is she kept going. So the further she went, guess what? Rain stopped. But if she looked in her rearview mirror, guess what? The rain was still pounding. Because as a truck driver, you know that, hey, if I keep going, it's going to stop eventually. It might. Then again, you might be in an area where it's going to get soaked. But that's, that can't stop your day. Because if we stop and pull alongside the road, guess what? We're losing money. We're losing time. We're losing a whole lot of other things that's going to mess us up. Same with life. If you stop, you're not going anywhere. You can't transition to the next level. From, from a pulpit seeker to the deacon to deacon, to minister, to minister, to who knows. But that's not, that's not my job. That's God's job to promote, but it's able, but we're able to learn while we're here. And while we're here, we should be doing. And while we're doing, we should be praying without ceasing, and we should still keep moving forward. You can't predict what's coming. That's God's job. Just like he tested, he allowed Satan to test Job, you will know 
you will know when you are straightened up right. That's why I really don't like titles and stuff. Like uh, at work, people like, you a preacher? Uh, yeah. <laughs> why you don't act like one? Like, what do you mean? I said, how is a preacher supposed to act? Well, they don't, they don't act like and dress like you. I said, man, come on, let me tell you something. I said, uh, when I started this thing, I was a sinner. I said, God only promotes soldiers. I said, so if I look thugged out, I'd be thugged out for him. Because of the simple fact that he's not out to change your outward appearance. Did anybody hear that? He's not out to change your outward appearance. It's what's inside here and here that he wants to change. That's all God wants. Because once you change your mindset, everything else flows along. It transitions you to the next level. It keeps you from out the hospital. It even runs you to the hospital. Because before we went on vacation, I didn't I told my wife, don't call Brenda. But I went to the hospital room <laughs> the day before. <laughs> because <laughs> my chest was hurting and it was burning because I know I got a tear inside here that nobody says seems to find they say it's a muscle this and that and the other whatever it, you know but at, at the same time my arm went numb I knew I got nerve problems so me I was alright but that day it was just kicking in all together. And I was like, Lord, we got to do something about this. I said, we got to go to this emergency room. And I told my wife, let's go. We got there. They ran all the tests. Mr. Hill, your heart fine. Ain't nothing wrong with you. This, that, blah, blah, blah. This. I said, I already know. I figured it out. But I said, I wanted to make sure. Because the last thing I wanted to do, drive all the way to Orlando and be put in the hospital. Mickey Mouse ain't paying my bills. So. <laughs> so the thing is, you know, it's it's little things like that that help us. But it did, like I say, it didn't stop me. It just, well, let's go. Still going. Could have stayed home and said, you know what, I'm going to nurse this. Nah, I'm going out here and I'm going to rest out here and I'm going to do what I can. But at the same time, you know, we, and I'm saying not only us here, but we as a people need to learn how to transition. Because when people don't see things your way, and they figure, well, it's got to be my way or the highway, With years and years of service, I know for a fact everybody does not do the same job as the next person. Everybody has to find their niche. 
Because without niches, we never have professionals. Without niches, we never have people like our, our music people who are over here today. They niche and carve out a spot for themselves every day. That's why when people tell me, man, you just like everybody. No, I'm not. Don't never put me in a box. <laughs> I am. I tell people all the time, I am abnormal. <laughs> I say because the things you might think I would do, <laughs> I ain't going to do. I might do it totally different or backwards from what you might do. But it works for me. That's why when people talk about you not like other preachers. How am I supposed to? I can't walk around dressed up in a suit every day. I don't know what they got going on. I know what some of them got going on. It's padding that pocket. I can't walk. I don't, I don't make that kind of money, so I'm not going to walk around in a suit all day, every day. But when somebody calls me, Jamie, what you doing? might be up under the house fixing on my water heater. So if I come to you, guess what? I'm not going to stop, take a shower, and, and, and get all dressed up and spray on cologne just to come see you. I'm going to come just like I am. Isn't that how Jesus said he wants you? Come as you are. Now, if you want me to take my time and get all gussied up, like they used to say back in the day, <laughs> I can go take my shower, take 50. Me, I'm pre-Madonna. I take about 15 minutes in that shower. <laughs> and then I'm going to take another 15, 30 minutes to get dressed. So that's an hour. <laughs> it's going to take me to get to you and say, all right, what you want to talk about? Well, my foot was being about to be cut off, and they done did the operation. I needed you to pray for me. Well, sir, we could have prayed over the phone. It been, it's just as effective. Just as effective. You could have told me that on the phone. We could have taken care of that right then and there. Isn't that what you want? That's what we live in a microwave society. We want it right now. So why we can't go up and throw a prayer up right now? Why we always got to have somebody, I need you to come by and see me. For what? I don't need to stop by all the time, but call me. If you need me, I'll come. Eventually, I, sometimes, like I say, depends on where I'm at or what I'm doing. I might be right there. I might be around the corner from you. But you didn't call, so I don't know. You know, and, you know, we're old enough to know that it's twilight time. Twilight time doesn't necessarily mean lights out. Twilight time made me let's start living. Okay? We we done messed up a lot of stuff as it is, so let's let's not live for what we need to be doing. Take time out for for things that and see I done got way off where I was supposed to be. Because we was talking about Jonah. 
And that's what Jonah did. He just ain't, he just ain't want to do it. But guess what? God said, we're going to have to do it. You know, and maybe that's why it took me to go all the way around just to get back to Jonah and say, okay, this is where we need to be. We don't need to be like Jonah. Because Jonah was a mighty man of God. But when God tells you to do something, don't sit there. Lord, I, I really don't know. The only question is, Lord, where you want me to go? Lord, when you want me to do it? Because if you look and actually took your time and read this Bible, there are many of us in there just like that. Lord, we make excuses. Moses did it. Lord, my tongue. Hold my tongue. He couldn't, he couldn't speak. You had uh, Abraham. Didn't want to, uh, Lord, I got to take my son. I got to put my son off. He didn't hesitate, though. He, 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 he questioned it, but he didn't hesitate. The Lord made a way for him. That's how he does with us. Just go out. I know I've done some. Lord, Lord knows he did it because I've done some things that that's why I, you, I, 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 Lord, I, I shouldn't say this, but House of Destiny is my home. You can say what you want about it. You can talk about whoever you want to talk about. You can say what you want to say. I'm just like these lights in here. I'm a fixture. I have been told I should have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> but I tell them, you find me something better. You find me something better. Come back to me. Report to me. And then let me think about it. And I'm going to still tell you no. <laughs> because it ain't out there. It ain't out there. If it is, it's just like it. It better be something just like it. But why? See, because, like I said, everybody in here is transparent. Everybody. Everybody is open book. Ain't nobody backbite. Ain't nobody. And if there is, I don't hear about it. But if you say you're talking about somebody, that's, well, let's, let's go talk to them about it. If you got that kind of problem. In some of these bigger churches, you can get away with stuff like that. You can talk about whoever you want to talk about. You know, girl, you got the little set clicks. You don't want to be over there. They talk about you. You talk about them. <laughs> so what's the difference? You know, and Lord knows I, I, I hate I hate I hate this day, but I'm going to move on. I'm going to go to Judges 19, 18. Because this is where uh, I'm, I'm getting, how you say it? I'm, I'm getting a little happy up here. <laughs> because, like I said, uh, the Lord put this on me for a while. And not wanting to be like Jonah. This is 19, 18. 
brought this out a little bit sooner. But Judges read, and he said unto him, we are passing from Bethlehem, Judah, toward the side of Mount Ephraim, which is the side of fruitfulness. And from thence am I. And I went to Bethlehem, Judah, but I am now going to the house of the Lord. And there is no man that received me to house. All that is saying, transition from the land of fruitfulness to the house of the Lord. And there is no man there to receive you. We're all going in spirit. So why keep your mind on stuff of the earth if you're planning to transition to the house of God? They call this building a house of God, but this is just brick and mortar. This is only the beginning. <laughs> this is only a beginning. This is a stepping stone. When we leave this earth, and I used to say this a long time ago, and I told somebody this, I, I said it lately, you know, to somebody else, you know, but If you think about your life and what you all you've been through and all the people you've met, you already immortalized yourself. So for those who are looking for immortality, you already received it. Now, that's here on earth. But if you want to live for an eternity, you got to change your mindset. You got to transition everything you know, everything you believe in, and put it into God's hands and say, okay, I'm ready. Because once you take that leap of faith, that transition, it's the only transition that's going to secure you for the rest of eternity. Because, well, there's the other one, but you know, you don't want to live that eternity. <laughs> yeah, I want to live with God. I want to be somewhere where I don't have to worry about gnashing teeth and fire and brimstone and all that. That's not a pretty sight. <laughs> and I also don't want to be disbelieved in that. The, the, uh, what is it? The uh, bricks and gold in heaven. That ain't where I want to be at either. I want to be by my father who is over all this stuff. See what I'm saying? You want to be at the right hand. My appointed seat. Like that facsimile they talking about you walking on streets of gold. You ain't, hopefully I ain't got to walk no more. Amen. Amen. Hopefully I just sit around heaven, like I say, and praise him all day. <laughs> you know, and all your needs and all your cares and all your worries is it's gone. Just thing of the past. That's all. That's all any of us want. You know. Um, like I said, you know, Wednesday night was a blessing to me because of simple fact that even though I wasn't hardly in the room half the time, 
But the thing was, to sit here amongst my peers and say, okay, let me listen to this word that's coming down. And there was a couple of times that I laughed because transition. It all lined up. When, it, when I sat there and that word hit me and Tom said, well, why, why it hit me? I knew I was in the right place. I knew God had brought me in early just so I could be here. Because actually, I was only off the truck maybe 30 minutes before I got here. And I had just drove eight hours. So you can't tell me about not being in transition. Because up until this morning, I looked at my notes from years ago, from about a year last year. Metamorphosis. Another form of transformation. Another form of transition. It's all God. I didn't even recite none of these notes. So I know what God does. Is there anything else that we, you know, anybody, is there anything else you need? Because if you put it in God's hand and you learn to trust him, he will multiply whatever you need. I'm a living witness. My life is my testimony. I don't have to go out and get confirmations anymore. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I used to. I don't have to do that no more. Because confirmation is another form of excuse. Lord, you sure you want me to do that? <laughs> and then somebody else will speak it to you and you be like, Lord, and then you still ask questions. Lord, you still, somebody else spoke to you. He done answered you about two or three times, but you still want to, you still don't want to go. We still have that spirit of Jonah. And I, I was going to read a little bit more of Jonah, but like I said, everybody in here knows what Jonah went through. We know what Job went through. Put them two side by side. Both were men of God. Now, Jonah probably didn't go through everything Jonah went, I mean, Job went through, but he still went through. How would you like being swallowed up whole? <laughs> and you got to live inside of a fish belly for I don't know how long until you get yourself right and say, okay, Lord, I'm ready. And then that fish just come up and spew you right out. You know, there are things in, in this world here that can get us frustrated. There are things in this world that can get us beside ourselves. But the one true thing that I thank God for is, by, is, is he's still working on it, is my patience. You can say anything you want about me. I'll be all right. My patience is real short. <laughs> it's a lot better than what it was. 
because that's like I said, it, it had it was a lot better than where I came from. But if we keep going, if we keep trekking, we keep pushing. Lord will always have our back. He has our front. As long as you put on your armor of protection, shield yourself up for what's to come. We don't know what's down the road, but we know what's happening now. We may not be here tomorrow, but make every count and make everything you do count today. Because, you know, even in our nighttime, it's hard to, to say, Lord, what's what, what am I doing here or why am I still here? But Lord knows when that morning comes, we able to get up and do what we did, what we <laughs> didn't do yesterday. <laughs> Make every day count. Because it's all it's it's like I say it's it's that's why they call it the present. It's the day. God gives us a gift every day. May not seem like it, but if you keep pushing, no matter how bad your day starts, but if you keep pushing, when you get home, only thing you can do is say, "Thank you, Lord. I made it through it." I've been there. I've done that. And I look forward to each and every one of them. And uh, I'm going to leave you with this in a minute. And, and, they, and they love to talk about my smile. What am I going to frown for? And I've, I've, even on my job, they talk about, James, you come in here. They, they know, we know when you here. I say, why y'all say that? I say, because the, the place brightens up. What are y'all trying to say? They're like, you come in here smiling. One dude even said something like, uh, man, what's wrong with you coming in here smiling and carrying on? I said, what's wrong with you? We're not coming in here smiling and carrying on. <laughs> I said, what, what's your problem? <laughs> I said, I'm happy. I'm happy in my Lord. I said, what, what can you say about that? He's like, Man, I don't know what, what's your problem. I said, I know what my problem is, but what's your problem? <laughs> because if you come into a place and you able to get up and do your job and come home and be happy and get up and do it the next day, why not? Even, uh, you know, I, I miss my brother Ricky today because Lord knows how that little man gets, gets, gets through. I ain't nowhere near as sick as he is. I ain't, my bones may ache, but I don't have no cast on, no screws and all that stuff in me, and this man still can get up here and he come to church. Sometimes he may be a little touched, but hey, he still makes his way. He still makes his way. You, you can't knock a man for that. All you can do is praise him and keep going. Lord, thank you. You know, and that's what I do. I keep going. You know, you know, this morning I laid there. On <laughs> I don't know how long. I said, Lord, you know, gotta do this thing. I don't. I really don't want to do it. 
and, and like I said, you know, when I got here, Lord, I could have did like uh, how he said um. Moses, Lord, my tongue ain't right this morning. I, I, I don't, I don't feel like delivering this word. This word might not come out the way you want me to. But he brought up my tongue. He allowed me to move self out of the way. Just to get this message through. And guess what? It wasn't even scripted. How many people does you does you know that it takes? I have seen preachers, if they don't have their notes and their little scriptures, well, they got to have the scriptures written down, but they have pages. Their whole sermon is scripted. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go nowhere where it's scripted. Because your word, from the time I became a member,